Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Marjorie Punnett, and Elizabeth is out this week, so it's just all of us chatting. And this is Best of the Nest, the podcast that's all about creating strong, comfortable, beautiful nests that prepare us to fly. And this week, I just wanted to do a couple of follow-ups. We've had some great conversations in the last couple of weeks. One was about last week's episode, episode 343, which we titled Your Boundary. This was inspired by response that Elizabeth got I think it was a direct message that Elizabeth got from somebody who follows her on Instagram, and they were quite critical of a video that she had shared of her trying on jeans. And basically, the woman said to her, none of those look good on you. Just stop. And so Elizabeth wanted to use this as an opportunity to talk about what are the boundaries that we set with the people around us, people we don't know or more importantly, our families. And we got a, a nice uh, comment from C.R. Gran, and she wrote, never enough episodes. She said, I love this podcast. The topics and conversations are so relatable, and I'm always waiting for the next episode to drop. I just finished listening to the episode about boundaries and could have listened for another two hours. I found myself nodding and commenting along with Marjorie and Elizabeth. Thank you, ladies, for being part of my nest. And that's the point of us having these discussions. We don't really just want to talk about ourselves, but our hope is, is that it ignites some sort of conversation, obviously within your own head, a way of responding to people when they act negatively around you, or just a way to open a conversation with people that you love if they have been crossing those boundaries. It's hard with families. And I will say in my own life, there are some members of my family that I will talk about, hey, you crossed that boundary and this is a problem. And if you continue to do it, our relationship will not continue. Or I think about it and think, you know what? I just am not going to have that conversation with them. It won't matter. So I'm not going to have that conversation. But I think we all find in our lives that there are people who have been unkind and it's healthy to figure out, to at least figure out how you want to deal with that, how it affects you. And if it does, figure out what the best way to go is. And I don't know, we joked, I think, on that episode that we really hadn't solved anything, but we really do just want you to have the conversation and to think about it. And this week, I, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but I follow a woman on Instagram. Her account is Trini Woodall. Her company is uh, Trini London. She's a beauty entrepreneur. And one of the reasons I follow her is I feel that she is particularly generous with what she shares, the personal content that she shares of her life, including three or four times a week, she brings into her home a yoga instructor and a Pilates instructor. Now, Trini's 58. I'm 50. Well, I just turned 59. And so she shares these classes. So she does them live on Instagram and then she posts them in her feed. So I've saved a couple of them. 
And for me, it's really helpful. I don't like going, I really don't like anymore going to having to leave the house to go to classes. I did that for years. It was fun, but I just don't like to do that anymore. What's so cool is I could just do this in my bedroom. And because Trini's 58 or 59, she's my age, the workouts are particularly geared, I think, toward me. And they're really, they're not easy, but I can definitely feel a difference. And I think it's really generous that she shares them. I think, you know, this would be expensive if you were hiring somebody either to do it on Zoom or to come to your home. Um, it has sort of a homey feel because sometimes Trudy's dog will run in or they'll just have a casual conversation while they're working out. I find that very easy to work out to. So last week she had posted another one of the Pilates exercises and somebody posted in the comments about how really how awful they felt Trini was. And they felt like they had all sorts of criticisms. They said she's getting too skinny. She's rude to her trainer. She's disrespectful. And what they were referring to is at one point the dog ran in and Trini was pretty distracted. And Trini in general can be pretty distracted. She's that sort of personality. She moves at a, a million miles a minute, which I can be guilty of as well. I don't think she was being disrespectful. She was just distracted. And this is in her home. This is her trainer. And she's sharing it. And so then there was this whole discussion that was going on in the comment section of this workout about Trini. And I just thought it was kind of, I mean, quite frankly, it was pretty mean. And so I think sometimes. I, I'm curious about the boundary that Trini Woodall might draw. My inclination would be to just not share those workouts anymore. And I think that would be very sad because I think she's doing a great service to a lot of people who either one, don't have the money to pay for a trainer like that. I don't have that in my budget to have a trainer come to my home, but it feels like I have one now. And so again, it's the episode 343 was, we began with the boundaries around people we don't know who are critical of us and then talked intimately about our family boundaries. And I think if you are struggling with that, either in your social media world or in your intimate world, that it's a, it's a valuable episode to listen to. We did get a, another message from City Mom and she wrote, while enjoyable for an escape or what if I do anything listen, be warned this podcast is for the affluent dominant society women. First world problems are so solved by hiring help, purchasing products and services. The older of the two hosts is especially tone deaf and often cannot relate to discussions because her kids love to clean, ate gourmet foods, got good grades, didn't play video games. It goes on and on. At one point, both the hosts agree that having sisters of the same affluence in class was so nice and such a relief when dealing with aging parents and holidays. It is not for the average working, budgeting, juggling mom and would be a miserable listen for a single mom for sure. I've talked about this criticism before and... I will say, I thought that when we talk about boundaries, I thought City Mom was pretty respectful. I, I don't, I don't think any of this was directed at us in a terribly personal way. She said, "I'm particularly tone deaf," and I, I will say, you can. She can, certainly has the right to feel that way, and I don't take that personally. What I will say is, unless you've listened to all of the podcasts, you would understand comments that I make, and maybe she has, and she's still welcome to this opinion. 
my kids did not eat gourmet foods. And in fact, I joked quite a bit about how my husband was working nights for much of the time when they were young children. And regrettably, because I don't, I'm not a very good cook, I served them healthy choice. And as a joke, when they were little, I used to microwave the healthy choices, which I don't even know if they're still healthy choice. Basically, it's a TV dinner. And I used to light candles and we would eat in the dining room just just so I wouldn't feel so guilty. And then I would also make them smoothies. I would make them smoothies and throw every vegetable you could imagine into them so I could feel like, yeah, at least they're getting all of their proper nutrition. We did eat out a lot, especially when I went to back to work full time. And so I understand that. My kids did get good grades. We were really strict parents and they they did play video games. They just didn't play them at our house. We didn't allow a video system until very late. And I don't even think they had one. They might have had sort of smaller units, but they didn't have a video, a video game system. But we did not say to them they couldn't play at other people's houses. So they had friends who had video gaming systems and they would play there. Uh Sometimes I guess too, when I look back at raising my children, I mean, they're, they're going to be 31 and 29 in a couple of months. There are things that I forget and whether it's healthy or not, a lot of the negative of raising children, which were many, mostly I just remember being so, so tired. I was working a lot during when they were growing up, particularly during middle school and high school. And I just remember being really, really tired. And so I will confess that my memories of raising them, many of the negative things that may have happened, I've forgotten. And so if it seems that it was just this rosy sort of existence, primarily it was. But I will say much of the negative is long gone from my memory because there wasn't much of it. And I'm so grateful for that. I never, I never think that it's not that I feel lucky because my husband and I invested a lot of time in raising our children, but I am grateful. And so to City Mom, if it comes off as tone deaf, I get that and I appreciate that, but there's nothing really I can do about it because I can't claw back the negative memories. I can't, although I know, I mean, I can remember fights with my sons. I can remember difficult discussions with my sons. I can remember some of those things, but the day-to-day -day hardship of parenting, which is real, I, I think I have forgotten some of that. And to the idea that uh, it would be hard for a single mom to listen to this podcast, I understand that but I hope not. I think we try and offer a lot of uh, community-based parental complaining. We try and, you know, form a place where, where at least Elizabeth, where she's raising three young children, is very honest about some of the struggles. And yes, she does use money to make problems go away. I think in many households where both parents are working, that is one solution. You have to figure out childcare. There's no getting around it. You have to figure out childcare. And childcare, it's hugely expensive. And sometimes it does work out to be cheaper to hire a nanny. If you have more than one child, it, it can be cheaper than that. But I think we did one episode, and I went back last night to try and find it. We did one episode in particular about an organization in the Twin Cities that was founded to help single moms. And I, I couldn't remember what I titled it, so I couldn't find it. But no doubt, I can't understand what it means to be a single mom. 
I don't. And I don't pretend to, and neither does Elizabeth. I have had friends that were single mothers. And the things that they told me is what is difficult is there's no tag team. And that's the hardest part of it. When you are sort of reaching the end of your patience and you're frustrated in a, in a co-parenting situation, you can say, tag, you're it. I got to get out of here. And when you're a single mom, that's much harder to do. And so I am empathetic and sympathetic, but I don't pretend to speak to that struggle because it was not mine. I had different, different areas that were my sort of difficulties. Being a single mom wasn't. So I would say to anybody to whom this podcast is difficult to listen to, gosh, don't listen to it. And I don't say that with any rancor. I just say, if, if, if listening to our lives makes it difficult to live yours, don't listen. I, I unfollow Instagram accounts all the time if I find that it's not making me happy or it's not helping me. Or I find myself, if I look at something and I feel like, oh, I'm feeling sort of envious of that. I honestly, I just unfollow because I don't think that's good for our mental health. So if, if in any way this podcast makes you uncomfortable, I would just say unfollow because Elizabeth, I can only speak to the lives that we're living and we can't make something up. I think we can be sensitive to lives that we don't understand and we try to, but no rancor, just don't listen. Um, episode 340, we talked about social media babies and this is as I said in that podcast, I am militant about social media and children, and I was militant about not sharing my child, my children's lives on our radio show. Uh, Twitter, I think, started in 2006, but we didn't share our children. We shared very little of our children's lives, and I, I believe that that was the right thing for me to do. Now everybody can share their lives in a very public way, and so we talk in great detail about about that and what it means. And the reason I bring this up as a follow-up is because just last week, again, on officially McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey's uh, Instagram account, he and his wife posted uh, about social media and their children. And you can imagine being the son or daughter of Matthew, McCona Matthew and Camille McConaughey could be a very difficult road. Uh, but they they posted on their son's 15th birthday that one of the things they were going to allow him to do now was to have to sort of enter the social media universe. And I thought this was a really interesting strategy for parents. So Matthew McConaughey said of his son, Levi, that he knows who he is and he knows where he is going. And he said, I think he can handle it. He's got a great story to tell and share. And then Matthew McConaughey goes on to say, I want you all to know you're getting a very cool and respectful man in Levi McConaughey. And I want you all to do your best to treat him the same way. I loved this post when I saw it. I thought, what a great thing. One, that they, even though at one point Camille McConaughey says that all of his friends have had social media accounts for three years, meaning most of those kids were joining when they were 11 or 12 years old and they had held off and they didn't think that they didn't want him out in the social media universe at 11 or 12 years old, which I obviously completely respect. If you listen to episode 340, you'll see exactly how I feel about this. But I thought it was interesting in parents to sort of release their son 
out into the universe. And so I was telling my son, who's in his late 20s, about this. And he said, oh, my God, I can't imagine what that would be like for the average kid if their parents went on social media to say, here's my son or daughter, welcome him to the universe and be kind to him, which is an element of truth to that. And what child, I mean, what child would really want their parents doing that for them? But in a perfect world, and for Matthew McConaughey's son, it's going to be fine. He's already got 168,000 followers. For any of us, sort of just everyday people, I'm not sure how the social media universe would respond to that. I think my son's right. I don't know if people would come after your kids or what they would do. But what I did love about the post was it was an ideal version of how we should behave on social media. It was so gracious and so sweet and so loving. And it's such a natural thing for parents to ask the world to treat their child in a lovely and respectful way. Whether it would work for the rest of us, I have no idea. Do I think it's a beautiful example of what it should be? Absolutely. If you don't follow Matthew McConaughey on Instagram, it's an interesting follow. It's fun and definitely upbeat and positive. So thank you, City Mom, for responding. We will, we we love the interaction. And again, thank you to CR Grand for responding. Uh, episode 341 was a Watch Read Listen episode. It was our uh, June Watch Read Listen episode. We love doing those. What I would say is, as we go forward with the podcast, if you have a great suggestion, just DM us. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We would love to share yours as well. Frustrated by Censorship wrote to us and said, try the Dairy Girls on Netflix. Love your reviews. So I haven't watched the Dairy Girls yet, but thank you, Frustrated by Censorship. I will take a look at that on Netflix if it's still there. So those are the follow-ups. And then I wanted to give you a couple of people on Instagram that I'm following. I, I do enjoy Instagram. I think social media has its place. I am a creative person. So I love to see what other people are creating. So a couple of great follows for you if you want to follow. Time is honey. So time is honey. I really enjoy Danny. We've had her. She was an early guest on the podcast on Best of the Nest. She lives in Copenhagen. She's a systems and efficiency expert, but she's so much more than that. I love following her because she's also a minimalist. She just recently did a tour of her 750 foot home, square foot home in Copenhagen. This is what I am aspiring to. So when I, I'm sort of taking the summer off from school, my goal for the end of the summer is to have gotten rid of 50% of what we own. And it's really, really hard because we already sort of got rid of a lot of things when we moved to the house that we're in now, but I want to get rid of 50% more. And in the next five years, when we sell this house and we move someplace smaller, my goal is to live in 750 square feet. And so I find... I find what Danny's able to do very intriguing. It's very hard for me, but I'm working on it. So she's a, she's a great follow. Time is honey. Another Instagram account that I think you might enjoy or find informative is the Blue Watermelon Project. 
This is for anybody that has school-aged children. The Blue Watermelon Project is a group of chefs and farmers and educators that are all working to bring good food into school cafeterias. I love this. Blue Watermelon Project was founded by a woman named Charlene Badman. She is a uh, James Beard Award-winning chef that I met in Phoenix. Uh, She has a restaurant in Scottsdale. But she is so inspiring to me. And... At some point, we'll have her have, hopefully, if she'll say yes, have her as a guest on the podcast. She is so inspiring because she has been working in the school system in Arizona for years now. Uh, Part of the story that I did on her was they have a program called Chef in the Garden, where in some of the public schools in Arizona, a chef will take over a green space. And in Arizona, the growing season coincides with the school year. And so it's really cool because they'll grow vegetables and then the chefs come in, they harvest with the children, they cook with the children, they teach them how to eat and prepare vegetables. But it's a, it's a great, great mission. But the Blue Watermelon Project is a part of that. And it's a great Instagram follow if you're interested in that. And I am 100% sure that if you wanted to try and start something like this in your school, in your child's school district or in their school, Uh, you could contact Blue Watermelon Project and they would have lots of information for you. And then finally, well, actually I have two more follows. Trini Woodall, I already spoke about, but if you have been feeling like you want to exercise more or you want to integrate exercise into your life, but you don't want to go to a health club or you don't want to pay for a health club or it's not in your budget, this has been really helpful for me. The Pilates classes and the yoga classes, I've been doing it for about three weeks now. And mostly I'm doing it because... I walk every day. I pretty much am a faithful walker, but I was finding that my body was feeling really stiff, in particular, my feet and my back. I have scoliosis, and so I have to make sure that I try and stay really limber, and I've been really bad about it in the last five years, and I thought, you know, I really need to be more mindful about how to take care of my back so that as I age, uh, I don't curve. And I already have a slight curve. You can see it. I have a slight hump on my back from the scoliosis, but I am doing everything I can to fight the pain that comes with that and to fight the the further curvature of my spine. And so the Pilates I'm finding really helpful. But what I love, as I said earlier, is I just love being able to do it in my home by myself. I just, I just have saved them in my Instagram account. And I, again, feel like this is an incredibly generous thing that this woman does by sharing her private trainers. So if you feel like you've been wanting to do a little bit of exercise, these are not, I would say there are things that I don't do that they do because I, I know my own weaknesses or I know my own vulnerabilities, but they're generally not really, really hard workouts. Um, on some of the yoga positions, I just won't do them because I don't want to injure myself. But, you know, do them at your own risk. But I, I do love that she posts these. So that's Trini Woodall. That's the follow on Instagram. My aspirational follow, and I've talked about this before, but this is how I envisioned myself in my 80s and 90s. There's an, an embroidery Instagram account called Why Not Stitching. It's so cool. And in my in my aspirational life, I am an embroiderer, which is so bizarre to me that I even say that, but it's true. But if you like, if you like crafts, just take a look at this account. Her work is really stunning. So 
I miss Elizabeth. She'll be back next week. I so appreciate your time this week. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a review at Apple Podcasts. They don't always have to be good, but we sure appreciate when they are. We will always take constructive criticism. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best of the Nest. We are the podcast that brings you home.